Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Dancing Around the Questions. Today's interview is a bit of a time capsule, so to speak. This was recorded back in October. It features Warren Chang, one of the prominent dancers of the Richmond Salsa Bachata community. And here he gives us a bit of insight on attending congresses and traveling for dance in general. So without further ado, here's Warren. Hello. Hi. Welcome, Warren. Well, thanks for agreeing to come on the podcast. I'm honored to be probably the most senior <laughs> person in this podcast so far. So, so far, yeah. So far, yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll work on expanding my age range because I've been just keeping it like really narrow lately. Oh, that would be but... great. I definitely don't want to be the oldest person ever <laughs> interview. <laughs> Well, I, I have some people that I'll, I'll think about as okay. well. So, yeah. How was your day? Well, how was your weekend? Because you've been you've been doing stuff that I'm going to ask about. So Yeah, it's, it's just another one of those crazy weekends. Um, I have been going to Northern Virginia a lot uh, for social and dance lessons. So, it's sort of becoming my routine now. Like, I will spend five hours driving back and forth and spend like usually like at least a day overnight there mm -hmm. that's that has been sort of my routine for the past few months and and i am actually getting used to the drive which is sort of insane but it is uh, what it is <laughs> getting used to 95 is terrible yeah it is worse like being actually an a person that cover infrastructure in my job, that traffic is going to be like that for at least until 2022. So great. Yeah, it is. It is. It, it is troubling, but yeah, I'm. But I'm getting used to it. Yeah. So you have the shirt on. I assume you were doing stuff with them, or no? Yeah. I. Um. Well, I. I did a dropping lesson with Brian Lee. Uh -huh. Um. I've been, um, taking lessons with Brian. Um, actually since like in since June of last year in the middle of pandemic and then continue for close to a year um, I finally like uh, stop in July and take a break but um, I happen to be in over this weekend close to his where he's taking uh, doing the lesson so I decided to do a drop-in class Mm -hmm. And of course, I wore his um, his class T-shirt with my name on it. So. Being a good fan. Yes, I am a fan. <laughs> <laughs> but like you, there used to be a like a pretty sizable contingent of Richmond people who would go up for like his training team or something, right? Yeah, there were there were five of us. Like um, I think um, between August to October last year, me, Sid, Lisa, Nikki, and Lydia. Yeah, we actually even have a a picture for proof of that. So yeah. it was it was it was it was, it was it was five of us. It was a big big deal. <laughs> yeah, that's a hefty commitment. Yeah, and all of us drove independently too. So that was the crazy part. Oh well sometimes Lisa and Nikki will carpool. Uh -huh. But yeah, I mean like we were 
burning a lot of fossil fuel <laughs> going up north. But the drive then was pretty easy. It was less than a two hours drive to go up, no traffic at all.、Mm-hmm. And you were going to like Herndon, even right, or was it a little? Close no, it was Sterling. Sterling. It was like okay, north of the airport.、Out. So yeah, it、uh, was it was crazy far. <laughs> I sent you a list of topics that I don't remember all of them at this point, and that's why I have a very disorganized blackboard of notes on my computer. <laughs>、um, but really, the the one like besides this is where and why did you start dancing, and when? When did I start dancing? Yeah. Well,、uh, it was a long time ago in a dark and stormy night. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs>、um, actually, I started dancing when I was in Los Angeles.、Um, yeah, at that time it was the oh, I hate to say it. It was in the late nineties. <laughs> Don't feel bad. When about swing that. dancing was actually quite popular back then. Um, so I I took a few lessons in West Coast Swing and then I migrated to、um, East Coast Swing, and、um, yeah, and at that time you know like I was just wanted to try something outside of my comfort zone, do something new,、um, and that's what I did. But I did not stick with like Lindy or East Coast for a long time.、Um, I actually moved. From Los Angeles to uh, uh, Maryland for a year. There, I took some Lindy class, but then I only stay in like Gettysburg for a year, and then moved to Boston. That's when I start taking salsa lessons in Boston. Salsa on one, not on two.、Um, <laughs> and yeah, I I I I took like two years of salsa back then, but um. I don't think I was ever really good at it. Basically, I was one of those students that go to classes, but rarely go to socials. So, like, yeah, just one of those like you can call it desktop students. <laughs> learn the routine and then totally forget about it, like thirty minutes after the class.、Mm-hmm. Um, and I did not really. And then, like, I don't know. I got busy, stopped dancing.、Um, And like my partners, my my ex-wife does not really like to dance, so like I didn't really pick up dancing until like I moved to Virginia a few years ago.、Uh, I moved to Virginia in two thousand sixteen, and then really start dancing seriously, taking lessons、um, like three years ago, three to four years ago. Yeah, that's and I'm totally addicted now. I couldn't stop. It's so crazy. Yeah, you're.、Um, I think the most, the most active person I've seen around the, around the the various venues. Yeah, Inter- interrupted by pandemic shutting everything down, of course. But yeah, you, you, I think like for a low intermediate dancer or advanced beginner,、um, I actually have been to more congresses than. Most other people, even in 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 the high intermediate events level or instructors, like, yes, I have gone I, to probably fourteen congresses. Beside U.S., I actually went to the Berlin Salsa Congress. That was a wonderful experience. Yeah, so I've been around, <laughs> and、uh, I do a lot of business travel.、Mm-hmm. So, like, whenever I travel to a new city, 
uh, I will try to find a local uh, dance venue. Yeah. Um, I went to like like last week. I was in New York City, so I went to um, the Roof Charter on Wednesday night in a rooftop bar in a hotel, and actually ran to someone that I know from the dance community, which is. Okay. Yeah, I think I'm getting <laughs> to know people now. <laughs> from from down here or from this like another city? From from New York. Ah, uh-huh. From New York. Yeah. Um, and yeah, that's what I do. Um, and I was in London a few times. I went to a salsa place called Salsa Temple on Temple Street. Uh, that was that was interesting. Interesting. It mm-hmm. sounds like a you know very haughty name, the Salsa Temple. Yeah, it was a very catchy name. Um, it, it's not the TSR uh, of London, but it's, it's pretty close. <laughs> really? Yeah, they have different yeah. dance floor. They have salsa room. They have a bachata room. Ah. And they have a very elaborate system for people <laughs> signing up classes. It was, it, was, it, was, it was quite crazy. How long were you there for? Uh, for London? Yeah. Um, yeah, I was, that was like a, a two-day trip. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Long enough to pick up on their little quirks though yeah sounds yeah. like it mm-hmm. how did you feel when you were starting out like i think you you got into this a little bit oh it was it was the worst experience <laughs> it, it was uh, it was it was terrible you know like you know as a lead if you don't know the step yeah you can you can really dance yeah right? um and but chava a little bit easier to pick up uh but salsa has been pretty hard um, I, I still remember, um, I think it was when I first started dancing again in, in Richmond, I ran to like names that you guys probably know, like Chinky, mm-hmm. uh, Eloise, Gordon, and Joanne. Joanne, like, uh, was pretty active at the time. Now she's, um, a resident in, in Denver, uh, but she asked me literally, like, do you know how to dance? So that was that was really <laughs> embarrassing at that time because like I actually I, I told her, Yeah, I know how to do salsa. I've been doing salsa for many years, but I didn't say how many years because it was embarrassing. Mm. But yeah, it was it was it was it was an interesting um experience. And I, I don't know, like do I remember a chart that I find about the uh, the learning curve between an a lead and a follower yeah it's just like there are a lot of it's just like very steep for a lead and you kind of just have to keep yeah there's doing like classes yeah and like for the lead is i guess like there's a valley of like i guess it's a valley of death or i don't know it just take a really long time for the lead so basically when you first start out between a beginner and um uh, between a lead and a follower the follow will learn a lot faster mm-hmm. than the lead. And lead, it probably take at least one year of like serious dancing before they get good enough. But then like the learning curve is sort of, you increase. I mean like the, the skill level increase exponentially after that infection point. And I don't know I'm ever reached that point because <laughs> of the pandemic. The pandemic is really slow. Yeah, it, it screwed up a lot of things. Yeah, it's like it's not riding a bike. I can tell you that dancing is not riding a bike, at least not for the lead. Uh, it's I, not. I, I lost a lot of salsa. It's like I'm mm-hmm. just recently be, beginning to rediscover salsa again. 
like the step that I forgot. Uh, but Charlie is easier. But that's also maybe because I've been taking classes with Brian. Yeah. The pandemic too. So it's it it becomes more like riding a bike, but you do have to get to that that inflection point where like you you have it down and it's just like ingrained. And so you like, you don't really have to think about that anymore. And then it's like, you can take some time off and go back and you'll be fine. Like you'll have to, you know, like refresh your memory or something, but it's not like going back 40 steps. No, it's not 40 steps, but it's probably like five to 10 steps. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I guess like, I, I still remember like when things start opening up back in, I guess May and June when social start started again. Yeah, a lot of people say, "Oh my God, we I forget the steps, most of the steps. Like even for the followers, the same too." So, mm-hmm. but I think like no one say that again after the, the last last three months. Yeah, it, like it it does come back a little bit quickly depending on how long it was, like since you had done like this move or this move. Right. Right. But. Yeah, like specific routine on salsa, I actually I forgot. Mm-hmm. The, I forgotten, but you'll pick up again. I think like uh, interesting is like I remember before the pandemic, the instructor say, "Do not like try to." Oh learn yeah, don't learn stuff online. On, online or YouTube. Hey, now I'm like just going to YouTube and try to like find a step that I forgot how to do, mm-hmm. and now I can actually follow the YouTube instruction. Yeah. Um. Yes. It's much easier that way. It's more efficient too. One thing that did change since, like, since people were saying, "Don't look up things online and try them," is the online instruction got better because, Definitely. like, it used to be just like people went over a move mm-hmm. and they might not necessarily talk about it, or if they did talk about it, they might not do it well. Mm-hmm. But now, since that was the only way for like people to teach, the, the instructors would have to like break things down and if they were doing it live they would get feedback from their students mm-hmm. so they could like explain something differently whereas like in in an old video it's just whatever they record at that time is all that's out there yeah yeah i think like the old video is more like a demo yeah now they actually have an actual i guess detail lesson yeah where they break down the steps the the part between the followers and the leaders so yeah it's it's a lot more clear yeah let's put it that way and a lot of instructors are getting i guess much better and posting videos too mm-hmm. and how to do video lessons yeah so i i think like that on that front the improvement is really really obvious yeah and, and like and i do understand why like there there wasn't necessarily great content out there for people because then if you can learn too well online why come to a live class yeah exactly. it is still so much better live but um, yeah i mean like like you can learn online but you need to have a partner to, yeah yeah to do it with you right uh-huh. and so unless you have a consistent partner or someone that's willing to do the video class with you you know like it's not enough yeah and like and even though online classes are much better now than they were before, it's not like the instructor can go around and like dance with you and like give you some pointers. Yeah. It's a one way instruction, right? There's no critique on what you're actually doing wrong Mm -hmm. unless you are really observant and, and 
and have a, like a wall-to-wall mirrors yeah. to see what you're doing wrong. But like, I, I, I think like it's still really hard um, to do that uh, on your own. Mm-hmm. Unless, like, so I mean, like, I think like video is really useful for rediscover the steps that you forgot how to do. Yeah. Uh, but like to learn something like new from the scratch, yeah, it's not it's not that simple. Mm-hmm. That I'm I'm amazed that there are like people there. I know people who have picked up a dance starting from online, and that like blows my mind. Oh yeah. Like, like, I know what? somebody who started doing like they th- they were doing like salsa and bachata, where I like right before the pandemic hit, uh-huh. and then when the pandemic hit, they're like, I'm gonna try Zook. And so they started taking Zook classes from, uh, I guess, like District Zook was doing a lot of online, online? stuff. Yeah. Wow, doing Zook online, that's that's hard because Zook is so much different. There's a lot more body movement and nuances that unless... Huh. Well, the, the lessons were like 90 minutes and it would just be like 90 minutes of learning how to take a step. Okay, is okay. how does oh, that's, how it would start it off. That's really slow then. <laughs> yeah, so like you'd be able to do that very much, but it's like you'll you'll get a lot out of it. You still absolutely need to dance it live and in person to like really know what you're doing. But it's like there, there's they they had lots of training stuff for individuals who can do like yeah. yeah I I know there are a number of dance bubbles in in the DME area in Northern Virginia during the pandemic. So I, uh-huh. I, I, I talked to a few guys that the souk actually have a lot of bubbles. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know. Um, maybe people took advantage of that. So, so they have some type of practice during that time. All right. So leading is hard. Leading sucks. Yes. Leading is... Well, leading is not... S- sucks. I know. Leading well... It's very difficult. Let's put it that way. Yeah. And it's always a struggle with me. Um, I guess I do not come from a musical culture. Uh-huh. Uh, being Asian, like we are known, don't know how to dance, know how to drive. So I, I guess that is just a bit the stereotype, at least on the dancing oh part. Um yeah, so like basically, you have to learn everything from scratch. Uh, the musicality, the timing—you know—like I really like has to stop from like yeah, step one, right? Um, do the count, and it's not really the most efficient way to learn, right? Uh, because uh, dancing is is uh, if you dance well, it's more like free flowing it's not ballroom dancing at least mm-hmm. for social dancing so so yeah if you look at i look at myself on some videos i look pretty stiff but that's because i'm actually counting <laughs> 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 i'm counting less now yeah. but um yeah that's something that like just not natural not does not come natural to me so um and and i'm just trying to overcome that and salsa is harder because salsa is faster. Um, they what I read it is like the song is 150 to 200 beats per minute. Yeah. Versus bachata is 80 to 120. Oh, that's so, slow. So, so there's a huge difference. So like now I'm like just getting lazy and just spend more time doing bachata than than salsa. So yeah, um, leading 
difficult. And that brings me to the question, how and, and or why did you keep going? How and why I keep going? Well, I guess I just pick it up as a hobby that I really like. Um, and and there's always room for improvement, right? Mm. To be a good dancer, like you can excel at different level. And I guess there's never a ceiling on how well you can dance. Um, and you can try different genre of dancing. And also I like, make a lot of friends in the dance community too. So like it become not just dancing, but also a social, social thing. Yeah. Hanging out with friends, seeing them. Um, I'm not really a social person, but like I think like, I surprisingly make a lot of friends in the dance community. And like for the Richmond socials, I probably by now know most people. If not, I recognize them. Um, and I'm beginning to know people in in Northern Virginia. So like yeah, it's, it has been fun experience. Like uh, my social circle used to be fairly limited. I guess like in the people that I met, like usually uh people in finance or engineering uh, or tech, you know, like so that that's usually my circle of friends. But like now that I'm doing a lot more dancing, like the people that I get to know is. It's basically from all spectrum of the society, which yeah. is which is quite interesting. Yeah, there are in Richmond because like a VCU and there's just like a million hospitals, but the the medical school and like the physical therapy program, there are just a lot of people who do stuff in that field. But then there are also a lot of programmers. Yeah, and uh, just like a lot of art people in the community. Yeah, I can. I mean, like, dance is an art, right? So, like, there are a lot of people in the performance art area or associate areas. Mm -hmm. Those are the circle that I really don't meet before. Yeah, dancing. So, it's interesting. Yeah, it's a it's a place where like you can intersect with a lot of different communities, other communities, because it's like if you're completely unassociated from like a the the financial world or like the the people who I don't know, they scheme or whatever. That's just how <laughs> hey, I'm I take offense to that. <laughs> the, the people who scheme all the all the markets and stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, that, that's just me dicking around. But like, if you're not there already, like you're not gonna have all that much interaction. Or if like chemists like me, mm-hmm. like we're when when are you ever going to just like run into somebody in a laboratory? You're not gonna go into the laboratory. Yeah, yeah, that that's true. Yeah, I may run into a doctor, a nurse, but n- not a chemist. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right? it's like several steps removed from that. Yeah. Yeah, and also like um, another good thing of dancing is like now I can utilize my two years of high school Spanish. Excellent, like, yes. <laughs> like I don't remember any words, but now I'm beginning to pick up the words again. <laughs> so that's a that's an interesting thing. You know, yeah. I have not used Spanish for what? I'm not going to tell you my age, but many decades so let's put it that way okay and we'll leave it at that <laughs> yeah but now it's like oh my god yeah you should you <laughs> should think... look up some of romeo santos lyrics i heard that he's very racy so oh very, man yeah it's pretty it's pretty risque i i i, I, I watch was... his videos and it's like hmm that's you yeah. wouldn't i don't think you'd be allowed to 
say those things in an English song. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. At least not anymore. <laughs> They're... Maybe on cable TV you can do that. Maybe, but not like... on not on network TV. Um, but yeah, I like I I do get um the the friendship making aspect of like keeping going on dancing even if you feel like you're not learning. And I definitely felt like I'm like was stuck for so long. <laughs> like, but I would just go to Champion, for example, just because I would see my friends there. Even if I only wanted to dance like once or twice during that night, I would just go there to hang out with people. Yeah, and like you can always get a beer, get some snacks or food. So, yeah, yeah, it's it's a good hangout and plus dancing. Why yeah. not? Right? And then eventually, once once you feel like dancing, you have this whole other thing to to do. Yeah, exactly. So you travel everywhere. I travel a lot for work. I was yeah. probably spend thirty of pre COVID. I probably spend thirty of percent of my time traveling for business but mostly to major metropolitan area which yeah. is good especially for dancing yeah. because like if you go to a big city there's always some kind of social mm-hmm. or events going on yeah um, i was hoping to go to miami later this year but for obvious reason those conferences are getting canceled <laughs> but hopefully um that will come back again 2023 2023 <laughs> and then you always have new york city that's like um new york city is pretty much open up at this point as long as your vaccine card you can go eat oh you need to have uh-huh. a vaccine card uh vaccination card to go into a restaurant now so social is still happening okay well i'm, I'm going to forget if i leave it for for now but you're also a foodie Yes, you, I am a foodie. You're always asking, like, okay, where can I get the the best this, or where can I get some of this type of cuisine? Yes, when you're out dancing or traveling. Yes, yeah, and yeah, usually that go hand in hand. <laughs> yeah, and um, and if you look at my Facebook page, you see that I say like I love to eat and dance, not in specific order. So <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, that's the two things. You know, when I go dancing in a new city. I always try to find some new restaurant to eat and and going to congresses. Actually, you know, like in big congresses where the off airport uh, in the city, mm-hmm. those congresses have like DCBX, you know, like, like I basically just try a lot of restaurants around DCBX in downtown Washington. So that was an interesting experience. Well, let's make our listeners hungry. What have been some of your favorite food we'll go back to the dance thing but what have been some of your favorite food experiences from this uh well it's hard to say i mean like ramens i'm so a ramen snob so like uh, <laughs> whenever when i took the next go city i i try different ramen so like when i'm in new york i usually go to ipado which is not the best best ramen but you saw the gold standard i base all my ramen rank uh-huh. around that so like if you go to new york city i usually if you don't know where to go try Ibado. and there's a few three of them in the city so you i don't think you'll be disappointed the others i cannot just i cannot recall offhand but yeah that's in like london there's a tons of good food uh berlin i i forget the name it was it was like it was one of the one next to the um the the host hotel but 
it was great. What kind of food was it? Schnitzel. Schnitzel. Yeah, it was great. And the German beer. It was oh. it was a fantastic. I don't know what I was drunk that day, but yeah, I think I drank a lot of beer. They're sort of known for that. Yep. Yeah. I mean, I I'm surprised. Um, I think like all the congresses that I I would say that the Berlin Congress I have the best experience. I guess it may be a German thing. They like they structure it really well. You know, like all the lessons agenda. Like like the whole thing is just really well planned. Um, and like basically everything stuck right away, you know, like this, like they never miss a beat. Yeah. Like, let's put it that way. Yeah. 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 I think like if you want to go to a salsa Congress internationally, I will highly recommend that. The Berlin one. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I'll make a note of that. Yeah. And it's not expensive. Berlin as a city is not expensive at all. It's cheaper than New York city. Um, yeah, I was surprised. Uh, it was not that costly to, mm. to, to um to go there all right so that was your favorite congress but um as far as just like if, you, if you've gone out and just to dance for like a night or two would have what's been your one or a couple of your your favorite dance places well i mean like my favorite dance place is of course alof right uh, um, yes uh, and that is sort of the iconic Saturday night events in Richmond. Yeah, I think it's the longest running one at this point continuously. Yeah, I think so. Um, I think there are other events they lost the venue, but like ALOP is definitely the most, the, I think it's the longest now. Mm -hmm. And they play a mix of salsa and bachata. Um, sometimes they play more, some kasumba too. Yeah. So I think like that accommodate like a wide range of dancers. Like it's not just a bachata. Um, social mm -hmm. so that's for Richmond like for Nova there are like many type of events you know um, everyone know about have talked about TSR the salsa room uh, um, and is a little bit more clubby but I think like if you want to go to one place I will definitely suggest you go there at least once just to experience the salsa room Perhaps on Friday versus Saturday. Saturday is definitely more copy. Friday is a lot more bachata there mm -hmm. and some salsa. So it, it's a good venue. Um, and but there are a lot also a long dances too because it's still like a regular club. But for the social, I like to go to the the Viva Bachata socials. Um, and and they're really great bachata. They play really great bachata there, but like. They probably only pay three salsa songs the whole whole night. So like, I if you realize, wanted to, do, <laughs> I didn't realize they would even play a salsa song. Yeah, I one time I was literally waiting until three a.m. for them to play that one wow. salsa song. So that was that was insane. <laughs> yes, um, yeah, yeah, and um, recently went to Mr. Mumbo. I think that was there. It's, it was in uh, Silver Spring, Maryland. Um, they play a uh, is I would say probably they have two rooms. They have a small bachata room and then a large ballroom for salsa. So if you really love to do salsa, then that's a good place to go. That's one that I've wanted to try out for many years now. But yeah. it's hard to motivate me to to make the drive because I put a premium on having time to do things other than driving. Oh well, guess what? The that weekend that I went, well, actually two weekends ago, I count at least 
eight people from Richmond were there. Yeah. So like there's yeah. Yeah. We, we talked to like Will and like I actually Will was at at um at Crown last weekend too. So like yeah, they like they always go up like he and Antonio. So so you can find some Man. carpool if you if if you if you try hard enough. That is true. Yeah, I I think like a lot of Richmonders has also start going up north too. So like just to diversify the experience, mm-hmm. and um, there are more dancers up there. So like you'll have different type of dance. Yeah. Mm-hmm. One thing I did like, w- w- it's Richmond is such a small community in in some ways, but I do feel like there are some really good dancers here. Yeah, I I think so. Richmond definitely has great dancers. Uh, I think it's more salsa centric than bachata. Like that, not that many people do central bachata up here. Um, but like, if you, there are definitely a lot of good salsa dancers, uh, and perhaps Dominican bachata dancer here too. Uh, but if you want to do central bachata, yeah, you have to, you have to go to. Northern Virginia. Virginia. Mm -hmm. Um, I think there's a few dance company there that's focused on Central Bachata. So there's just a lot more popular there. Mm -hmm. So I guess they really depend on what kind of instructors you have in town. Yeah. And Richmond is really mostly salsa, I think. Because there there are a couple of people you can do salsa from here. Right. (laughs) Like, well, me and Janie teach like Breda or Casino. Right, and oh. then you have Boris, you have Salsa Connection that teach Salsa, so, and then Salsa Guy too, so, mm-hmm. yeah, so that's four or five. Yeah, it's just we're we're always hurting for, like, a venue. For Rueda? Well, well, well yeah, the, the, but that aside, it's it's just like we, there, right now there's the lily pad running, and then there's Aloft. Right. But well, then everything else is more just like, it, it pops up here and there. Yeah, once a month, right? Tabo is once a month. Um, I love table also. Yeah, half was pretty good. Mm-hmm. Like half maybe I don't know whether it's going to be a recurring event. Lace crepes. Um, but I think like for the number of dancers here, having you don't you don't need to have event every day. Yeah. Otherwise, that that is going to spread the dancer too thin. Like no one's gonna like I don't know how many people is gonna do more than two or three events a week. I tried to I tried that for a few months and it's getting oh, it me. got really I know. it got really exhausting and like even though like like aside from the cost which is not much cheaper here to dance in in in, in Richmond than other cities but it just takes a lot of time. Yeah. Back I think a lot of us in Back like in 2019 or so, we're going balls to the walls, doing everything we could possibly do. Yeah, and it was starting to wear on me for sure. Yeah. I'll say that. And then we have a carpool that go to Viva La Bachata event. Like one time, there was, I think there was almost ten of us that went up yeah. for event in. Uh, it was January, right before COVID. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah so like yeah if you go to a viewer event in in northern Virginia in Tyson that that is that that is um that is at least a 10 hours back and forth right including dance time drive time 
And oh, this was just like for like I go up there and dance and then come back. Right back. Yeah, oh, yeah. Some boy. people went yeah. up and dance. Like um, me and Sid got a room in the hotel at Tyson, but. Yeah, there there was a crazy van pool of women. <laughs> Not to name names, but we know who they are. That that did a day trip. <laughs> oh boy. For Viva. I uh, I forget who was telling me. It might have been Mimi was like talking about the you you need at least the one to one ratio of driving to, to dancing in order to for it to be worth it. Yeah. I think that's it. <laughs> yeah. It, yeah, it, you you want to dance for five hours for that five hours back and forth like round trip right? yeah otherwise it's just the cost benefit yeah analysis does not work I, I went to charlottesville as well for for one of their outdoor events back in i guess it was the beginning of august like i was ready to go earlier because it was getting later mm-hmm. but i was definitely like i'm gonna get a couple more dances because it's two hours back and forth well i mean just like one each time yeah so i'm gonna be here at least two hours I did make it. Then I got some McDonald's and it was great. Two hours of dancing. That's, that's typical. Like, yeah, but you should spend having... at least two hours at Alof or Olive head, right? When well, yeah, don't... but it's less of a problem when it's like 20 minutes versus 60. That's true. Like you well, really need to plan for it yeah. to go to Northern Virginia to dance yeah. or Charlottesville to a lesser degree. Right. Um, yeah, I just did it on a whim. I could definitely do it if there was some more planning involved again, but not just like ah, they're hap- it's happening. I'm gonna go right now. Yeah, not anymore. Yeah, uh, and it was fun still, but yeah, it's just it's just take a time. You know, yeah. like, you best basically if you go up north, that's almost your whole weekend. Oh, actually, it is your whole it is, weekend. It is your whole weekend. It is your if whole weekend if you're staying up there. Yeah, exactly. It takes time away from doing things that make you a responsible, good adult. <laughs> oh, trust me. When I'm in your, at your age, I'm the same way. I've, I have stuff strung everywhere, and I am probably messier than you. I can, I can tell you that. It's so strange that as I get older, I'm getting more anal, and I actually start cleaning up stuff right. now. Have there been any general differences in like the feelings you get in other communities like compared to each other? Like what? What's it like in Northern Virginia versus what it's like here, for example, or any other? Mm, it's hard to say. I think like in Northern Virginia, the dance community, well, there are a lot more dancers, but now that I go there so often, it's actually the same group of people, <laughs> especially within the bachata scene. Uh-huh. Um, I think like there's a separate group. In Baltimore area, uh, but like if you go to like the Tyson, the Viva event, uh, the Crown or TSR is, yeah, it's actually the same group of people. They're bigger group than Richmond. I'm so neutral on that. Whether they are like like a lot of them are from the dan- same dance company, so like people know each other much really well because they spend like what eight hours a week practicing together. So like I think like you can usually draw a circle around each dance companies, and then that's how how the network grow, mm-hmm. and then there then there may be some overlapping circles, uh, probably between salsa and bachata. Like it, it can be intimidating when, like all you see all these people who like only talk to these other people, <laughs> and so like I, I felt 
in some situations where like oh, I don't I don't like you know yeah I mean like, itself like you can itself. say that the hardcore people are much better dancer too right so the natural tendency is for them to dance with their fans dancers yeah that yeah I think I guess that is also part of human nature like if you advance you like to dance with other advanced dancers so then you can do a lot more things uh, but I, I like for example like when I'm taking class with Brian Brian always make the point that even if you are advanced dancer you should always dance with if you have a chance you dance with the beginners too. yeah because like that's how you hone your basic and also that's how you grow the community mm-hmm. exactly um, exactly yeah and uh, Anita and Boris also advocate that too so I think like yeah, the instructor that definitely advocate that like even if you're good you should still dance with the the beginners hmm. to welcome people and also um, to practice yeah right it, it helps them out because then like you know assuming you're a good dancer and you're doing things properly like they'll they'll get a feel of what it should feel like right <laughs> and and eventually like every one of us were beginners so, yeah like there will be a point that uh, it's time to like yeah to pay back to the to the community mm-hmm. you know like i i as a lead i definitely have taste the medicine on both sides they're fairly welcoming advanced dancer even though if i screw up they will they always give a smiling face and then the other that's not as nice so yeah but, um but again, you know, like this is a big community and you're going to have a wide range of people and you just try your best. Mm-hmm. How many congress have you been to? Me? Um, great question. LVA? Not very, yeah. yeah LVA, been, like uh, if you don't stay overnight in hotel, that is not the experience. It's not I've, the I've, yeah, I've you only... You did Master You did not. Go no, I didn't. Okay, yeah. Um, I did, yeah, pretty much only did the RVA one and I went out for like the New Year's event for DCBX one time. Yeah. It was kind of a mess at some points. Well, like the people, I mean, like some people, but But you were there for just the social, right? Just the social. Yeah. Yeah. I wasn't there the whole weekend. Yeah. You are not like, you're not with Sid, like, uh, Chinky and, and, um, and the group in that four people room like Mimi and her mom there I was there with Antonio and um, Noel and yeah it was it was, it was weird <laughs> yeah no I don't want to ever stay up the whole night again is no, my feeling after effective. that I think did, were you did you go out for breakfast with us yes I did yeah I think like going to Congress staying overnight uh, and just dancing for 18 hours straight everyone should do it at least once <laughs> but rather it's like jumping parachute do you want to do it again uh, I, I I don't know like i probably getting to the point that I have a system when I when I go to Congress if I'm going to dance for like 8 hours like usually what you do is you take a nap right after dinner then when you wake up at around 11 miss all the performances and then go start dancing until like two or three and then take another nap and then dance and when you wake up and then dance till 6 a.m. That's so that's that is sort of my system okay. ex- especially at Master Bachata. Uh-huh. Uh, but 
I don't know if I. That's not really good for your health. <laughs> and basically, you have no zero energy to do the workshop the next day. So <laughs> I don't know if I would do that again. But yeah. Like, but like, if you're young and healthy, you should try that at least once. Yeah. That's what I. That that's that's my suggestion. So I actually am going to like an out of town Congress in December. I'm going to the Elevation Zook event. Uh huh. So that's in Denver.、Huh? I haven't flown out anywhere for a Congress ever. So. That、okay. that's you know different for starters. I'm staying at the hotel at the venue. I'm a little worried. Like, no, you don't have to worry. I, I mean, yeah, like, I mean, I you control your dance time. No、exactly. one pointing gun at your head, right? If you're tired, just go back to the hotel room. I think the most important thing is make sure you stay at the host hotel. Do not, even if it's more expensive, do not try to save the twenty or thirty dollars a night and stay somewhere cheap. And but away from the dance venue,、mm-hmm. you have to stay at the dance hotel. Yeah. Otherwise, is is a totally different experience. It will be like, it, it will be like similar to like commuting to college versus staying in the dorm. Ah,、uh, <laughs> wow. That, that when you put it that way, that's my two cents. Yeah.、Huh? Okay, I can see that. Well, I mean that is what's happening, and honestly, even just like looking around, it wasn't worth the money to drive out and then. Yeah, especially like car rental price is so expensive now.、Mm-hmm. It's like eighty bucks a day anywhere. Usually be like thirty bucks. So yeah, it's not worth it. The problem is now like where do you get food? Because the hotel food is notoriously bad、Great. and overpriced. Great. Oh well, you can maybe get Grubhub right and order takeout, but maybe that's the way to do it. <laughs> but <I think> like, <laughs> don't get hotel food. They're overpriced. They suck. <laughs> I, I was talking to somebody about like maybe we just go to the grocery store before the festivities start and find a way to cook some food. Yeah, but like, nah, you well, don't. I mean, go you out. Don't, go out somewhere too.、But. Yeah, like you, you won't have time to cook. And oh, absolutely ho- not! Like every meal. Yeah,、no. and most hotel, unless you stay in those extended stay format. You'll be lucky to have microwave. A lot of、Ooh. most hotel, if it's three star above, you don't get microwave. That's based on my travel experience. I am a platinum member of Marriott. <laughs> you will not. Yeah, so I, 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 I know my hotel. Yeah, I, I still remember some gal was saying that. Oh, at DCBX we stay in Western. Where's the microwave? Of course, there's no microwave in Western hotel. You're not gonna find one. So let's forget about that. There goes my sponsorship. <laughs> Not like that was happening. It's、anyway. a nice hotel, though. Yeah,、mm-hmm. I'll design my own microwave. Yeah,、uh, using like, the bed coils and. Yeah, I'm going to、um, Massa Bachata. Well, the the in Baltimore this year because the regular Massa Bachata get canceled at Virginia Beach, which is an iconic event that if you like Central Bachata, that I highly recommend people to go.、Uh, but yeah, in Baltimore. This year in November, and then going to San Francisco, Salsa Bachata Kisomba Festival. So that、uh, my November is going to be busy. The the massive bachata thing is in November, right? Yeah, that will be all of second, these are second week in November、mm-hmm. in Baltimore.、Uh, and、um, I actually also have a weekender the week before too, but I don't know if that one's going to happen because like a lot of international artists cannot come to the state、mm-hmm. due to quarantine.、Uh, yeah. So like that, even though the congress can be held, but、uh, a lot of congresses like that happened this year that promises like international artists, they couldn't come because of visa visa issues.、Mm-hmm. So I don't expect that. If I, I don't expect that to change. 
but it can still be a good Congress with just North American artists. I mean, you you can always get different people, even if they're all only from the U.S. Because like they're just a bunch of people. Yeah. For any、mm-hmm. genre of dance here. That's three hundred million people in U.S. You can imagine how many good dance instructor you can find. All right. What are your some of your favorite things to do when you're dancing? What real What do you really enjoy doing? What do I really enjoy doing? I think it's the connections.、Mm-hmm. Um, or maybe I hate to say, it, being a little bit shallow, just executing a cool move that I learned from class. That that's really fulfilling. Yeah. Uh, uh, and but that that is, yeah. I think like if I can do that consistently, have a good connections with my partners. Um, that would be great. Like I, I think like during the pandemic is actually beneficial for me because a lot of social requiring wearing mask, and I always joke that when I dance, I look like I'm in a funeral because <laughs> I have no facial expressions. I I do not make eye good eye contact. So now that's sort of <laughs> wearing the mask has sort of high my shortcomings. Uh, but now I'm I'm really focused on making good eye contact and. Try to smile even behind the mask. So that's something I'm working on. Yeah, but that's I think like that's 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 interesting though. That's I don't know that I'm doing that, but yeah, multiple people tell me that I I I look pissed when I dance. I think that's because like I'm too focused on the steps. Yeah, count and people thought that I'm thinking about something else. I've gotten that a lot before. People thought I like hated them <laughs> because I wasn't smiling or something. Yeah, and then like yeah, and yeah, that that sucks, you know. Like those dance, or like you dance with followers, that's totally disinterest. You can just tell. It's that's the most painful thing in the yeah, world. Yeah, that's my voice. Like, should I just walk away, or should I? Should but we I don't think- have to keep dancing. I can go finish my drink instead. Yeah, but like that's hard to do, right? Like because like you don't know whether she's not yeah, interested yeah. or. It's just maybe she's shy, or I don't know. Or maybe that's just like a default expression, and it's fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know, like that's like. But the problem is, my default expression is that I look pissed. So like <laughs> that, that's something that I really need to work on. Until <laughs> otherwise, the mask is not coming off. <laughs> just like it, two years later, everything's like back to normal. You'll still be masked up, and it's like, oh no! Like there could still be something out there, so I'm gonna keep my mask on. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right, so you've been you've been going up to Brian Lee's、um, classes for for a while now. Yeah,、um, and also Linda Shanks and, and Linda Shanks,、mm-hmm. and also Ferocity too. Well, I, also I did Ferocity. actually I did a month with Ferocity too.、Also、so I've done I've done all the three major bachata instructor in North Virginia.、Nice. Now, what um, what are like the biggest lessons you've gotten from going up there? You mean for yourself? The biggest lesson. Well, what do you feel like are the the most important things that like you, you gathered from that? Because like you you you've been going up, so there's a reason for that. Like, what what's what what's the biggest thing I got? Yeah. Um. What makes it like? I don't want to say like what makes it worthwhile, like for all the travel, but what makes it worthwhile for all the travel? Well, the interesting thing is all three instructors taught differently, and they have slightly different style. Well, I mean, like Brian is 
the most different between Ferocity and and Linda. Linda and Ferocity is a little bit probably closer because I um they are they both come from Corke and Judith. Um, Central Bachata School. Is it Central Bachata? I don't know uh, what what was the name of that, but they put it closer. Um, the fundamentals is like it's the most important thing. Like that will lead to better timing and executions. Um, especially, I think like on on um, for for Central Bachata is mostly body movement. So. You really need to learn that from someone that specialize in central bachata, mm-hmm. um, and you really—that is the one that I think that you really need to be take the class or even private to do that properly. Um, and the fundamentals is always—I think I really recognize fundamental is the foundation of dancing. I mean, like this is sort of cliche right but most people just focus on learning the pattern mm-hmm. you know look fancy but then the timing is off and you can only like you can only lead the follower in your own class but when you go out to social it's not leadable again mm-hmm. so yeah that's something wrong that's like you know your fundamentals wrong yeah so like i think for me it's like actually i don't mind taking beginner class because like, you just let me hone my big, uh, my fundamental skill. Yeah. Like a lot of people just want to like try to advance to the next level as quickly as possible. That's not that's not what I'm doing now. Like I rather work on fundamentals and get my basic work. Like even just the getting the neck roll right. <laughs> that that I think like that is more fulfilling than to learn a fancy pattern. Now what are the fundamentals? Weight transfer. Weight transfer. Weight transfer is the most important thing. Uh, uh, and if you have the right weight transfer, then the timing will be correct. Um, so and if you cannot get that thing right, yeah, uh, it's going to look pretty ugly <laughs> on the dance floor. Um, yeah, especially on central. Um, well, essential maybe the timing is a little bit different. Because like you're so slow on the body movement, but yeah, you still have to have your weight in the right place. Though. Yeah, the weight has to be on the right place. Otherwise, like you know, dipping someone is a high risk maneuver. Mm. Please don't do that. You don't know what you're doing, and do not. And also, please do not dip in a crowded dance floor. Yeah, because someone has actually dipped a follower into my back, <laughs> and that was not a pleasant experience. Bye bye kidneys. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Yeah, it was an ongoing joke. Hey, someone just like rammed the follower into my back, and <laughs> it happened. Yeah, multiple times. <laughs> it's like, what? Well, that's ridiculous. I've had to stop, like my partner dancing with them, not because if they were doing anything wrong or I was doing anything wrong, but there was just like somebody dipping in our path, and there would have gotten need or something. Oh yeah, at that level. Oh yeah, and like I cringe. Like if I'm when I watch people dip, uh, and like, yeah, a lot of them should not be doing it. I was when I was a beginner. I definitely wanted to do it just like at the end of every song, right? Huh? And now, I almost never do. I could probably count on one hand the number of times I've tried to dip anyone in the last two years. Yeah, 
I think like I probably dip one time per social now. <laughs> yeah, and yeah, dipping. Yeah, you have to find the right song to dip to, right? Yeah, it's not all song appropriate for dipping, and and you you have to. I think like I will only dip someone that I know well. Mm-hmm. Um, otherwise, for someone that I'm not dance with, I really avoid that that maneuver because like. I can hurt her, and she can also hurt me if she does not. Yeah, like if you put all the weight on me, like I have a bad back. No, uh, no, mm. no, 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 not fun. <laughs> I've actually, I think I've only like tried to dip a stranger, and they, even at this point, they were not a stranger because we'd done a all day class mm-hmm. once. It was a good dip, in my humble opinion. Oh, that's not a stranger then, right? Yeah. Because like, you actually have been in the class with that person. Well, yeah. So you know what that person is capable of. Yeah. And like, you know that person probably has, some, has the skill to be dip. Yeah. Yeah, there are, there are people that don't know what to do. And oh, this, it was a painful experience. <laughs> Hopefully no injuries. No. No, not yet. Not yet. Mm-hmm. Hopefully never. Yeah. Because like, even cats had mentioned that someone dip her improperly. And like she was in so much pain, she has to walk off the dance floor. Mm. Like for someone like cat's level, and getting hurt, it's like uh, that's not pretty. It looks cool, but be careful. Yep. You beginners out there, no, I'm I'm not being condescending or anything, <laughs> but it is. Learn it right. Yep. You can spend a lot of money going to dance events specifically like congresses and like weekend events oh yeah is 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 it adds up like i i think like if you have to fly you should budget 500 to a thousand dollars for each event because like uh, each congress ticket is probably like on the average just pick a number 150 yeah sure um, and then the tickets depend on the destination. Maybe if you can drive, that save a lot of money. Uh, but if you have to fly, easily three hundred dollars round trip. Yeah. Um, so that's almost five hundred bucks there. But food and expenses, you can do the four person a room thing. But like I, I don't know why anyone want to do that. Uh, <laughs> that is not because like you have to sleep, unless of course yeah you don't sleep and you're twenty one years old you don't need to sleep. Maybe then that's fine. For me, it's like I'm almost getting the point that I want to have my own hotel room. Maybe at most one roommate. Uh, so the hotel itself, I think like the event, most of the hotel are in the airport hotel, so they're not that expensive. Um, I think except maybe Atlanta, which is at Marquis Marriott in, in a really hub area, that's really expensive. But most hotel is about $125 a night. So... So you can do the math. If you have to travel, five hundred to a thousand dollars per event, and if you do four events a year, you're basically going on vacation for these things. Yeah, you put even if it's like a couple of days, three days max. Yeah, and then plus if you do weekenders here and there, yeah, this the the costs really add up. Um, So I'm lucky uh, because I travel a lot for business, so I can sometimes do points. Or I can like tag on my business travel to a congress. Actually, that's a, a trick that I did. That's how I went to um, Berlin. I oh. actually flew business class to a congress because wow. I was actually it, it was at the tail end of my business trip. On my return flight, I fly business. So like I'm one of the few people that flew business class 
from a Congress or to a Congress. So like if you have business trip, try to see, look at the Congress calendar and try to see, find something that, that is around that time. And, and you will save a lot of money doing that. Mm-hmm. I guess I'm one of the lucky ones that allow me sometimes to piggyback my business trip with pleasure. <laughs> so yeah, that, that's good. Um, and, uh, but uh, you definitely need to have a budget when you plan for Congress. Um, and there's always extra expenses, like even Uber uh, getting more expensive now. Car rental is extremely expensive. Um, private lessons at the event. Private lessons. Actually, you know, like talking about Congress planning, um, depending on your level, um, I actually find a lot of the Congress lessons are not that helpful, not because the instructor is not good, because just because the classes are too big. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, when you have 50 to 100 people in the same class, um, you, you're definitely not going to get, not only you, you don't get the personal attention, but the, the level, skill level of the students. It's also too wide. Too wide. You could have like a team dancer and then you could have almost a complete beginner. So even though they rotate, but like that's just really affect your experience. Um, so when I go to Congress, I, I actually don't take that many classes now, maybe three a day. Uh, uh, some people like to do like six or seven. That's crazy. And most people don't can't do the morning classes anyway because they, they dance till 6 a.m. They just went to bed at 7 a.m. Yeah, exactly. So um, I think like if you, you may be helpful, uh, like especially with a big name investor, uh, um, a big name instructor, take a private with them you actually will get probably get more. Mm-hmm. Um, but of course, like that is an extra $150 an hour, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Especially for the big name or even more. Um, so yeah, you, it is not a cheap event. Maybe don't go to as many. Just like, just plan for the best one that you can get. And like, if you can do local congresses where you can drive to, I think that will, that will save a lot of money. Yeah. Mm. And like, on the subject of like you know how many classes you're taking it's probably helpful just to let your brain soak up some information yeah like i think what maybe maybe when you are younger like you you can just bang 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 do multiple ones and like you'll retain more of them but if you like if you do a really intense one maybe just like relax and just like go over some of that stuff instead of you know, doing something completely different. Yeah, or exactly. Or continuing to push yourself. Yeah, that's why I try to do no more than four class a day. Like three, I think is ideal. Mm-hmm. Um, and also pick the classes that are not pattern focused. Um, so like it's more technique oriented, like how to turn, how to do body roll, you know, like body movement type classes that like, I cannot usually take in where I live. So that's how you maximize your time um, or maximize the benefit from a Congress. Mm-hmm. Um, just, I think like Congress is a fun experience. Like if you take the whole thing in package as a whole package, it's a great dance experience, but just don't expect to learn a lot from a dance Congress because like there's just too many things, too many different variables and, uh, and you get tired. 
I think what it does, even if like you don't end up learning things and like I've been to like weekend long events where I did a lot of stuff and bits stuck around and a lot just fell off immediately. Yeah. But like it, um, it motivates you because like, even if you don't retain this thing, maybe like you'll just be motivated to focus on that once you're all done. It's just like, you'll, you'll get exposed to stuff that you realize you can continue learning. Yeah. I think like that's a, that's a good way to look at it. Um, I have 120 gigabyte of videos oh from, con- from Congresses now. <laughs> and I can tell you that I probably can only do 5% of it. <laughs> are, are they organized? I'm trying to organize them okay. now. Yeah. Cause um, I, I, I wouldn't say I have a hundred that many gigabytes, but I have a lot of videos and they're just all over the place. Yeah, I've you, had like five phones since I started collecting videos. And oh, really? Yeah, I just there's somewhere. I also have like two external hard drives and. <laughs> well, if you put it computers, if you put an external hard drive in your computer, you'll never see it again. So what I did is I, I that's why I purposely get an Android phone where they have, I can get them expandable memory. So I just buy I just I just bought the two hundred fifty six gigabyte memory card yeah and and store it in there but the problem is the android phone are also getting rid of the the, the sd card too so well samson is definitely getting rid of the sd card so like i don't know how that's going to work in the funny. future yeah this is like pixel phones never or at least this one doesn't yeah so stuff will have to go into the dark hard drive corner yeah the the cloud or put it in the cloud, or the cloud. yeah but i have to pay for the cloud yeah, it's well. Get makes that. the Congress more expensive. Makes the Congress more expensive. Yep, but it is but it's a fun experience. Uh, maybe just limit yourself not to do too many a year because like this, like after you do two, they they all sort of the same. <laughs> <laughs> and like some of the instructors get it. Like some of the instructor will be the same. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, pick your poison. Oh, well, pick the one that that's different than the others yeah mm-hmm. like i i'm getting to denver really early when i go uh-huh. and so one of the things i want to do is i just want to go see things and maybe not even dance things like i'll i'll have plenty of time to do the dance stuff but i do just want to like go to some restaurant or yeah i mean like dining is a good thing something cool like to experience the city um denver definitely has a lot of things to do if you like outdoor stuff uh, it'll be will it be cold it'll probably be cold oh yeah it's gonna be cold are you kidding yay <laughs> but like cold is a relative word right like Virginia cold yeah it's more much colder than Virginia but is it colder than Montana probably not okay. <laughs> so it'll be okay uh, Denver's is not as cold as most people expected okay, but it's good. a fun fun place to visit cool there are a lot of things to do you can do outdoor stuff and you can do city stuff so alrighty. Awesome. Yeah. Well, any other thoughts you want to share with the world about dancing or budgeting or traveling or anything else? Mm, I think like most, I would say most intermediate dancer will get into a Congress bug and they want to try to go to as many Congresses as possible. Once they reach the intermediate level, just be aware of your budget. Like I think mm-hmm. like, uh, uh, yeah, I think I do two or three 
it's better to do two to three good congresses a year than go to a new one every other month. Let's put it that way. Yeah. Cool. Well, thank you for your words of wisdom. Well, thank you for inviting me. I'm honored to be the most senior person to be interviewed yet, but hopefully that this won't be I won't be the, <laughs> the most senior person in the future. I'll try my best. You can suggest some names to me if you if you really feel like you have to move yourself down a rank. Okay. I will not name that in public, but I will give you some <laughs> All right. Well, yeah, thank you for coming on. Well, thank you. Thanks for tuning in. If you have any questions or comments about our conversations or would like to appear in a future episode of the podcast, send an email to dancingquestions at gmail.com. Our theme song is Kiss and Tell, Breezy Bossa Nova by Keshko. The photograph used in our artwork was taken by Ardian Lumi, available on Unsplash. Logo and artwork were created by Lydia Francis. Please visit our website for links and further details. Also, follow us on Instagram, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts to keep up with our latest content.